When we learn how to extend grace to others, we make room for God to heal our hearts and restore relationships. Today on Better Together, we're learning how to apologize with Lisa Harper, Natalie Grant, Callie Halligenthal, Jada Edwards, and Julia Jeffress Sadler. Come on, let's talk about it. What I have been learning, as, as um, I've shared many times over, because I'm very self-aware, <laughs> Apologizing is not my strength um, because I generally think I'm right. So what would be the reason for apologizing? So the Lord has yes. reminded me I am indeed not right often. <laughs> and so I've had to apologize a lot. And I've gotten pretty pretty good at it because I have a script in my head. I'm like, I'm sure I've offended you. I know I'm harsh. I know I'm competitive. I know I'm direct. I am so sorry. Yes. Um, because it used to start off with things like, well, I don't know why they took it that way. Why yeah. are they so sensitive? Yes. And God was like, uh, that is not an apology. Yeah. You know, like dismissing how a person felt yeah, so that right. you can minimize how much you have to acquiesce right. is yeah. not an apology. Yeah. So just for everyone, if, in case yes. you're wondering, if you ever say, I'm sorry, that's how you took it or that's how you yes. failed, that, mm -hmm. that's just, just that's scratch not, it. That's just not, go not, back. It's not an apology. <laughs> yeah. um, but what I've really seen is that sometimes apologizing in the small things um, not only are stepping stones for us to understand what it means to be broken, they can be harder. And so not too mm -hmm. long ago, my husband came to me <laughs> and he, for some reason, decided to show me the dryer lint tray out of our dryer. <laughs> and it was full of lint. And he just said in passing, you had to really remember to clean these out because you can start a fire. All yeah. these things yeah. can go wrong. Yeah. And so all of the humility in my body drained out mm -hmm. <laughs> immediately. Mm -hmm. And I said... We've been married 21 years. You've literally started doing clothes in the last two years. Right. <laughs> I know. You know, and I said, I know. I change the dryer, the lint tray mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, this one's full. I said, probably because someone else washed clothes. Oh. And I was like, that didn't even make sense. I just <laughs> said, I'm the only one that washes clothes. But every now and then, you know, someone will come over and help. Yeah. So I was like, it must be when other people wash clothes. Because clearly, I know when to change the uh, dryer, a uh, lint tray. And so he kind of looked at me with that look that you get after a couple of decades of you think mm -hmm. you know everything. Mm -hmm. And I looked back with, I do. Yes. And so, you know, we, he left that day and y'all, I cooked and finished and cleaned up the kitchen. And I was in my car running errands that day. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, he doesn't just drop deep spiritual yeah. truth. Sometimes uh, he's yes. just like, you need to apologize. Yeah. And you need to confess that you do yeah. not always take the lint out of that tray. And I was like, uh, yeah. what scripture is that in? And so, and uh, I was like, is that is that submitting to your husband? Is that honoring? What does it have to do with this marriage? And the Lord was like, you need to learn how to humble yourself. Yeah. Eat a little crow yeah. because yeah. it's going to change your relationship. He was like, you need to acknowledge your own mistakes mm -hmm. even before someone else calls them out. Yeah. Don't get caught before you confess. Right. You can confess right. before you get caught. Right. He said, and when you do that, you build trust. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I would not think the dryer lint tray would build trust, <laughs> but let me tell you something. I text my <laughs> husband and I said, I know this is going to sound so ridiculous, but I just wanted you to know that I know sometimes I forget to take the lint out of the tray and my bad, but I don't know why I needed to tell you this, but I needed to tell you this. Now, my husband is not a texter. You know, he's even more direct than me. So he pretty much is going to give you two bullets. And if you give him yeah. more than two bullets, his eyes have glazed over. He's like, I don't know what you're saying. And so he's very poignant. He speaks in super short phrases. And I usually have to figure out what he's saying. Uh, so when I texted him, 
I get this long message back. Wow. Oh, wow. And he was like, oh, it's not a big deal. I know sometimes we forget and da-da-da-da-da. And it was all these words. And I was like, who are you? You know? And he's like, but thank you so much for saying right. that. Mm. And the way we re- the way he interacted with, with me the rest of that day was <laughs> so different. Wow. And the Holy mm. Spirit, I don't know if you've had that moment, he's behind my shoulder going, see. Yes. Yeah. Would you do it my way? And so I was sitting there thinking, because I love therapy. I love therapy and counseling. Mm -hmm. I think it's not for crisis. I think it's for all the all the days. And I was like, I cannot wait to go back and tell my counselor that the dryer (laughs) lint tray just saved my marriage this (laughs) year. But it was one of those moments where God was like, apology and the depth and the meaning and the impact of it has nothing to do with how big you think the thing is. It's always about how you probably have broken trust, mm-hmm. yeah. probably broken trust, yeah. whether you were living in your God-given personality and that's yeah. just how you are, yeah. it's fine. But you broke trust. You hurt someone. Yeah. You offended someone. Mm-hmm. You said it too harshly. You ignored them. You forgot a birthday. There's so many ways that unintentionally right. we just are who we are and yeah. we create offense just because we yeah. woke up in the morning, yeah. <laughs> let alone when we're leaning into that, you know? Right. Um, and so it was such a pivotal moment and it was, it was just a few months ago, but it reminded me of how deeply confessing your sin. And it's mm-hmm. not always a, I stole a thousand dollars from you. Right. It's yeah. just saying, yeah. right. I saw that I didn't do that very right. well. Yes. And that may have hurt you. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sorry for that because I never want to hurt you. It just shifted our yes. whole mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it mm-hmm. kind of broke something because I don't know the last yeah. time I've really apologized yeah. when it wasn't a major thing. Right. Yeah. Just to apologize for the little quirks because I think there's a balance with, oh, as a relationship progresses, I just know that's how Lisa is. I know that's how Julie right. is. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's there's grace there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's for the other person to give. Right. right. Uh-huh. Not right. for me to give myself. That's right. And right. I got to stay on myself. Right. Now, right. I hope mm-hmm. that the Lord, you know, leads you to give me grace, yeah. but I'm not entitled to that grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to I want you to give me grace, but I want to mm-hmm. stay on myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, we ended up talking about that in my, in my therapy session and it has just been an eye opener for yeah. me. And so, um, I spent a lot of time, I think, focusing on big apologies and, oh my gosh, I need right. to come before and have right. this long conversation. And those are important too. Right. And I know all of us don't love hard conversations. Those are important. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, if you start making a habit, I am learning. If I make it a habit to own and confess the small things, yeah. the bigger conversations I sometimes don't even need to happen right. because they right. get broken down along yes. the way. Or you right. feel more equipped and you don't feel right. less than when you own your mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel diminished. But yeah. what you build into that relationship. Yes. Yeah. To own your own stuff before someone else calls you out on it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's been priceless. I love that you talked about the benefit and that it's not diminishing. It's not diminishing. Because my nephew moved in with us a couple of years ago, and and he is the greatest young man. Mm-hmm. He has a really hard time saying, I'm sorry, <gasps> for, for all kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honey, if you could see in the natural what happens it's it doesn't take anything away from mm-hmm. you. It actually builds yes. intimacy. Mm-hmm. It's actually the coolest thing yes. because when you sincerely say I'm sorry, they go, Oh, I can trust you. Yeah, and I, I said, What you, you long for yeah. is intimacy. Mm-hmm. But by not saying you're sorry, you think you're hanging on to some sense of of self respect. Yeah. What you're actually yeah. doing is you just look like the emperor with no clothes. You look like an idiot. Yes. Because we all saw what you did. Yes. Or everybody assumes because you're so you know, right. You're being so self-protective. Right. And I said, you don't have to go on and on. Just right. say, I'm sorry, Aunt Lisa. I, did what I, said, I know you did it. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want you to sit in it. 
I think we get um, confession confused with shame. And I think a lot of us think saying I'm sorry is saying I'm inherently wrong. To be inherently wrong, there's something wrong with me, that's shame. To say I'm sorry is to say I'm not perfect. It doesn't mean you're a monster, it doesn't mean you're hideous. It's not just peeling back the veil and showing everybody all your dirty laundry, it's to say I'm sorry. I misspoke, I was impatient, I'm sorry, I should have been more thoughtful. Um, I, I think we equate I'm sorry with shame, and they're totally different things. As a matter of fact, if you'll allow God to deal with your shame, and you'll realize even on my worst day, He thinks I'm worth dying for. On my worst day, He loves to be with me, He calls me beautiful. If you'll deal with your shame and allow the mercy of God to eradicate the shame in your life, saying I'm sorry becomes a whole lot easier because you realize this is not saying I'm not worth it. This is saying you are. Years ago, I worked for Focus on the Family. I was back when you couldn't wear open-toed shoes because somebody <laughs> told Dr. Dobbs in the line between a woman's big toe and second toe was reminiscent of cleavage. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. So I wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but I thought, you know, some oh, man's struggling. I, I think my sandals are the Lord. least <laughs> of his issues. But anyway, no. that, that was I'm that was squirrel. That has nothing to do with where I'm going. <laughs> but they sent a, a professional in to help those of us who spoke on behalf of folks on the family of Dr. Jobs and be more effective communicators. Mm. And it was some lady, I don't remember her name, but she was very professional. She told me I needed to quit saying y'all. But she also said, and I thought I this was so wise. <laughs> she said, I'm not that professional. But she said, one of the biggest misnomers in communication is that you imagine the audience in their underwear. Mm -hmm. And she said, that is one of the mm -hmm. most dehumanizing, disrespectful wow. things mm -hmm. because you're saying, we're, you're creating, yeah, you're already creating yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. distance between you and mm -hmm. the people you have the privilege of being with. Mm -hmm. right. And I think that's what not yeah. saying I'm sorry does. Huh. Yeah. It creates Good. distance. Yeah. Wow. Whereas a sincere, so you, you not only reap the benefit mm -hmm when you say a sincere I'm sorry of more mm -hmm. intimacy, you actually are wounding yourself mm -hmm. because we all long for connection. We are right. so desperate. Yes. God wired us that way. We're mm -hmm. wired in His image. Mm -hmm. We're wired for community. Even if you had just emptied the lint dryer, mm -hmm. the distance you, you felt with your husband, that's awful. That feels yucky. Mm -hmm. yeah. That being right the satisfaction of being right lasts for about that yes. long. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the satisfaction of somebody who looks you in the yeah. eyes and says, thanks. Mm -hmm. And there's, goodness gracious, that'll pay dividends forever. Absolutely. So I think, y'all, this to me is one of the most easy concepts. Not, And plus, I'm wrong all the time, so I need to say I'm sorry all the time. <laughs> but to me, it's such a community builder. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is, we're on the same team. Mm -hmm. And instead of people judging me, more often than not, and I really do have to say I'm sorry a lot, because as my mother's told me my whole life from Proverbs, where words are many, sin is not absent. <laughs> it's my least favorite verse in the entire Bible. But when you have a lot of yeah. words, you, mm -hmm. you, yeah. you mm -hmm. make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so I have to say I'm sorry a lot. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, the people that I've legitimately wounded or disrespected or not listened to, when I say I'm sorry, 
They say, we've got your back. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't want to push the sword in deeper. They want to help me Mm -hmm. pull it out. Mm -hmm. And I found, goodness gracious, it is so Mm -hmm. beneficial. It could Mm -hmm. almost be a selfish act because our lives are better if we'll go. Mm -hmm. Let me just be honest and tell you where Mm -hmm. I've been a total rat fink. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Most people don't want to belabor distance. Most people want to have genuine reconciliation, especially if they're Christ followers. Mm -hmm. So we were built for that. Sometimes when it comes time to apologize and to say, hey, I might have gotten that wrong, or I did get that wrong, or I most certainly didn't mean to do that, but I recognize that my action caused that in you. I think about this specifically with my husband. Um, And I used to have, you know, we've been married for 22 years, but um, through the years, I've learned that when I stand my ground, and I just decide that I'm right, it never yields good fruit. (laughs) It's always a very lonely position to be in, and it feels really good for a few moments, and then all of a sudden that, that division is there, that space is there, and it doesn't feel good anymore. Be, be, the need to always be right is very lonely. It's a very lonely place. When you can decide, I'm gonna say I'm sorry, and you do it quickly, you don't even give chance to be like, I'm right, they're right, I'm wrong, they're wrong. You just say, you know what? This thing is going south and I am so sorry. I am so sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said it, let's talk about this. I have some things that I wanna talk about that I feel like I need you to hear me on, but I just want you to say that the way I'm acting right now, I apologize for that, please forgive me. And when you do that, I've noticed, especially in my marriage, it has built um, this trust. It's putting constant good deposits in that bank account where all of a sudden it's like, okay, I've built up this investment um, that's earning interest because I've built up trust where now all of a sudden we can have conversations. He, He trusts me in a different way to be able to reveal parts of his heart and parts that he thought, oh, I might not share that part because I think I might get hurt if I do. And it, it, it creates the ability to have such a deeper connection, a deeper relationship, a deeper knowing of one another. I think the same thing is true just in our friendships even. And I think a lot of people also, just from what I've seen, don't know the biblical principles for yeah. reconciling. Right, right. I mean, I never can get the verse out of my head. Okay, if you remember someone has something against you, you're supposed to leave what you're doing Mm -hmm. and go and reconcile Mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. And it's been, I have to say, I'm sorry all the time. It's just Mm -hmm. not, it's like something you get used to. If you're someone that messes up a lot, you just like always have to say, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not hard for me, but it is hard for me if I'm in a relationship with someone who doesn't desire that authenticity or they don't desire that reconciliation. And so, for me, it's hard because I have to remember, like, not this isn't about me. This isn't about them. The greater community of the church, like, we need to reconcile so that people see our love for each other so that mm-hmm. this doesn't continue. But I have noticed that in conversations I'm in, just a lot of people don't know the spiritual principles for you're supposed to go make it right. You're supposed mm-hmm. to settle matters quickly mm-hmm. with your enemy. And I think some of that has to do with 
we talked about being known and it's just more comfortable mm-hmm. to say, see you later than actually mm-hmm. have those conversations. But I, I think about Romans as much as is possible, mm-hmm. live at peace That'd with everyone. So even if it's not received, even if, if maybe it wasn't completely your fault, but you're going to own your part, then it's up to what God's right. going to do. Like mm-hmm. you've done what you're supposed to do. I want to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I said saying I'm sorry comes easily for me. Sometimes it doesn't come yeah. easily for me. Yeah. If it's yeah. a bruise, right. mm-hmm. when yes. someone I don't know at all mm-hmm. on social media, this oh, happened yes. recently, and I don't even usually look at the comments because mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I have comments. They bring life is busy. Well, a woman accused me of being a racist mm. and said that I had adopted Missy to further, to, to basically to have material to write a book. Oh my gosh. And oh, no. and it 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 stepped on such a deep yeah, bruise yeah. in me that I'm not worth becoming a mom. Yeah. All those bruises mm-hmm. and I I don't know this woman from Adam, but I felt my face get hot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in my home by myself mm-hmm. because what she said was you don't you're not worth being a mom and you're a bad mom. Mm-hmm. And I felt my because it pressed on such shame mm-hmm. in me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to go Okay, Lord, that feeling wasn't about this comment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about yeah. Yeah. that's about yeah. stuff I have in the mm-hmm. past, and I have to tell you I'm sorry because mm-hmm. I haven't trusted that you mm-hmm. have yeah. forgiven me for that part. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to say I don't mean to blithely say mm-hmm. yeah. sorry comes easy for me. If somebody steps on a bruise oh, in yeah. me, yes. mm-hmm. golly, then and I I don't think I had. I hadn't intentionally wounded that woman, mm-hmm. but probably something in her past yeah. when she yeah, sees an yeah. old white yeah. woman with a beautiful Haitian kid, I'd stepped on a bruise in her yeah. mm-hmm. and she overreacted. But yeah. I, I, I want to qualify because I just yeah. thought, gosh, somebody listening is going to go, dang it, I have a hard time saying I'm sorry. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I, it, it depends on the context. Yeah. When mm-hmm. it's team and intimacy, oh, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, I am so happy to say I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But if somebody steps on yeah. an old shame yeah. wound mm-hmm. in yeah. me yeah. where I really don't think mm-hmm. yeah. I'd, I haven't experienced yes. full redemption yeah. there, yeah. then not mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Then I kind of... Well, that's the humanity yes. of, it, yeah, of yeah. it all. So I, I agree with that, I think. And, I, and on the flip side, I, I tend to say... I. I apologize better now than, than I used to, but I think there's always parts of it that come more natural for us, yes, yes. especially when there's agreement, right? right. I can apologize right. when you're yes. like, you broke my cup. Yes. You yes, are right. I, I am sorry, <laughs> right? Uh, but nuance yeah. of you hurt yeah. my feelings right, or right, you didn't yeah. show up for me right. or why right. did right. then yeah. then Then something can stir and go, wait, why? Yeah. And then, yeah. then depending on the situation, you may want someone to make their case and, yeah. mm-hmm. and the apology can't be contingent on how evidence is laid out or did somebody come to agreement. The apology, if the person has been offended, if someone's been hurt, if you failed, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to you, if it's justified to you. It doesn't matter if they got 25 wounds and everything hurts them. You need to apologize. That's yeah. so good. I'm actually right. like I'm learning that because In life. Right. that that thing that you're saying is it's so freeing. Right. Mm-hmm. When you can actually get to the place where mm-hmm. it's 
you don't have to agree right. with right. what the person That's is saying right. in order to apologize. Right. And I used to feel like if I say I'm sorry right now, I'm actually cementing in your own mind that you think you're right. <laughs> right. And right. I know that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. So right. if I do that, that's me saying, well, well, that's you're actually right. And it's like, actually, what is the worst thing that happens if you'd let that person think they're right? Right. Yeah. And yeah. if it's their feelings, they are right. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. You can't yeah. be wrong it doesn't about mean your you feelings. Did it intentionally. Well, some people have really it's big like, buttons. Yes. Step on their buttons. Yeah. You're going to. Yeah, they walk around like easily. But when you can kind of come to the place where you're like, actually, I'm just going to choose to say I'm sorry, even, and I don't have to inside. It doesn't mean I'm being false. Right. I don't have to go, oh, I fully believe that I did all of that that you're saying. Because right. right. I can actually say, well, for whatever reason, what I did made you feel that way. Right. right. Yeah. But it surely wasn't my intention. Right. And mm-hmm. so I'm so sorry. Yeah. Right. And then it's okay because it immediately leads right. to a place of healing right. and restoration. Proverbs says that in the lips and the mouth of speech is the power of life and death. And so harsh words really can cut us. They sting and they have a very can have a very devastating effect. And so that's why the Bible says our words are supposed to be full of grace, seasoned with salt, and sometimes that's easier to do than others. But remembering what is it that I want to get from this conversation? When you're tempted to use harsh words, what do you want the end result to be? Because if you truly want it to be restoration, you want to see that person restored to Christ, you want to see them repent of their sin, that is going to be a different way that you talk to someone instead of if you're just trying to tell them off. Because if you're just trying to tell them off, you probably just need to journal or diary or something. But if you really want someone to have the desired effect of changing or being convicted of sin or being restored to Christ, that is gonna come across very differently. There's this other side of apologizing, though, that I just want to ask really quick because I just I know, heard, I have something I want to ask y'all. I just heard this incredible <laughs> sermon from John Bevere on, um, it was his old book, The Bait of Satan, uh-huh. and but he just preached this at our church. And it was just this idea of of actually forgiving other people, mm. um, and 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 if you've held something against them, you brought that scripture up. And do you ever find that sometimes we actually feel like we need to apologize to somebody, but they don't even know that we were offended. Oh man! And so we actually use it <laughs> as an opportunity to say, "I am so sorry that I have hated you for the last." Uh, time. I, I had that happen. I, no, I literally, that happen. people do that. I had that happen. I was cornered in the bathroom. Like you were twisting this whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Actually. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Your like, children are hurt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm so sorry that <laughs> five years ago you said, and you're like, yeah. you just what? did that. Yeah. You you used yeah. apology that exact right. thing as right. an excuse right. to yeah. actually be. able able to get your yeah. offense across. Yeah. As, instead exactly. of a healthy well, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that angry. is not a girl. I just want to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that needs no, to be said. You're right. yeah. That's not an apology. No. And this girl, she was trying to relieve her own guilt. Yes. So I was youth camp always, right? We call it cry night. <laughs> and it's when everybody's confronting and confessing. <laughs> and I was a junior in high school and pastor's daughter my whole life. So I've never been under any belief that the church was perfect or uh-huh. full of perfect people who <laughs> came from a different 
viewpoint, of course. Uh, and it was, you know, you need to reconcile. And I was standing there and I was just so peaceful. I was like, I don't have anything. I mean, I really didn't. I was like, as much as I'm aware of, like, <laughs> I'm okay tonight. Like, and this girl came and she's like, I have to tell you something. I was like, mm. I didn't even know her name. And she says, I have hated you for 15 years. I need to ask your forgiveness. And uh, I mean, it didn't do anything spiritual in me because right. I was having a really special moment with God. Yeah. I was having a great camp <laughs> and she just wanted to relieve her own guilt exactly. and get it off of her chest. And she's like, hated you for 15 years. I need to ask your forgiveness. Yes. And now I feel so much better. Like when, when those yes. big buttons are there, right. if we're not bringing it where it's actually effective, where the healing Absolutely. should be, if that, if yeah. it doesn't. Yes. Well, we were children. So I mean, like I have grace for it, but it was more about her. David than. gives us the best model in Psalm 51 when he says against you and you only yes. Lord of right. Yes. Absolutely. First you say you're sorry to the Lord right. because yes. if we've yes. done yes. something yep. that is not Christ-like yeah. and, and if you actually say you're sorry to the Lord yep. with a sincere heart, mm -hmm. he's going to clean up our lateral interactions. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking about like apology and confession must be like cousins or so there's yeah. a, there's a relation yeah. do you understand yes. because it pulls on the same thing and I'm like yes. and I think it's a lost art in the church you know what I'm saying it is the like the confession of sins the confession um uh, there is we've been talking about the freedom that comes with apology the right. freedom that comes with confession oh I mean how like, oh, how you'd yeah. survive without yes. it I wouldn't but I, it comes from that same place yeah. and you those same things you got to push through yeah. in apologizing you got to push through in confession right. to the Lord yeah. um, but it's like actually they all strengthen one another right. yeah. and in that sorting it out with the Lord whether it's a confession of like I'm, I'm dealing with shame here where did yeah. this come from and yeah. we experience that healing, it's, it is like, it's for our good. Yeah. Um, and there's one that's more external and one that's the internal with the Lord. And, um, I'm sure there's more nuance to that, but I'm sitting here thinking they are, they hold hands. Yeah. Don't no, they? I think you're exactly <laughs> right. I think we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater and often in evangelical mm -hmm. culture, Christian, especially first world Christian culture, mm -hmm. right. because we don't know penance anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, penance is not about salvation. Yeah. Penance is the cogni cognizance of grace yeah. Yeah. to yeah. recognize, oh my goodness gracious, even this morning, the only reason I'm walking in here is because yeah. of fresh grace. So I think apologies and confessions are similar, um, but they have some differences too. They're similar in that you are acknowledging, um, expressing some shortcoming. With the Lord, there's a confession where we have missed the mark, um, where we've sinned, or where we've not been obedient, not taken a step of faith, or not followed a prompting of the Holy Spirit. We, we have to confess that uh, before the Lord. And with our relationships, our human relationships, our friends and family, then that apology is very similar because it's an acknowledgement of where we failed. It's different to me because you don't sin against another person. Um, David says in um, Psalm 51, I've sinned against you and you only. So we sin against the Lord, which does require confession, but we do offend and hurt our brothers and sisters. And so I think that requires an apology or an acknowledgement. Um, because I think those are both two ways that those relationships can be mended, whether it's the vertical relationship with God or the horizontal relationship with man. They they differ because 
one, or, one may or may not be a sin issue because you can apologize for offending someone and it wasn't a sin. It's just that they were hurt by something that you did. And so that apology to me is, is a much more um, humble, <laughs> submitting type of thing when it comes to people relationships because you're not apologizing because they're perfect. You're not apologizing because, you know, they deserve it or because they've done something for you. You're just choosing to acknowledge that in your humanity you might have been hurtful. Um, and when it comes to confession with God, you're just saying, God, I'm reminded again that I'm missing the mark of a holy God. And how do I lean into and grow in this particular area as I as I clean my heart before you? I want to make myself clean and put it all out on the table and then let you decide how you want to lead me and grow me in that area. So I think they're similar, but they're different because of the relationship that's involved in them. If you have the capacity, if you're, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're ambulatory and you can get on your knees, mm -hmm. I bought a little prayer bench for our house because I really wanted to teach my daughter to just readily go yeah. to her knees, that right. posture, yeah. because yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, you don't have to go to your knees, but it helps sometimes when our, our bodies bend. I think yeah. it helps uh -huh. our hearts bend. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And recognize I am not God. He yeah. is right. yeah. a friend of mine has a little boy who's real strong-willed. And she, they, she tried everything, read a bunch of books about it, um, you know, started some some kind of play therapy mm -hmm. and nothing was working. And finally, just of her own accord, her and the Holy Spirit, she bought this big full-length mirror for their hallway. And she just started forcing him every morning when he got up before he even came to breakfast, he had to stand in the mirror and point to himself and say, you are not in charge. You are not in charge. And she said, it's the only thing that really yeah. helped him. It's oh, like it yeah. realigned his little, little strong-willed mind. He'll be a great leader one day. But she said, yeah. it just helped set his day yeah. of... I'm not, I'm not we the boss the here. Yeah. I think, yeah. honestly, yeah. sometimes Tomorrow. that's what going on my knees yeah. does for yes. me. Yes. To yes. start in a posture of humility, mm -hmm. then when I offend Natalie, I could say, Nat, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because I'm not so impressed with myself. Right. Right. I remember concept, what yes. he saved me yeah. from. That yeah. yes. I go, goodness gracious, I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. a jerk. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I, I do think, yeah. I, mm -hmm. I think they're kissing cousins. And and the... And the scaffolding is humility. Yeah. I think if you, that humility, you go into each day expecting to offend someone. Yeah. Like when I'm humble, yeah. it's it's unrealistic yeah. for me to think I'm right. going to go through the course of a day mm -hmm. right. and not offend or disappoint or hurt. Yeah. And if I don't have to be shameful or right. feel condemned. Right. Romans 8 right. tells me there's no condemnation. I'm, I have Christ Jesus. Yeah. But I can be aware, right? right. I have yeah. to be aware. And yeah. so it's it's David at the end of Psalm 139. Lord, search me, know yeah. me, right? And it's not because mm -hmm. God needed to know him. That's he had right. already established, you know me. That's where right. I go, where I sit, That's where I rise, every mm. every thought before it's formed. He was saying, no, I need you to search me and show me what you already know about yeah. me. Right? Yeah. Right. I need to know myself. Yes. And so yeah. if I know myself, right. I'm not shocked when someone says, Jada, that was kind of rude. Or yeah. I felt mm -hmm. like you only talked to me when you needed something. Mm -hmm. I'm super mm -hmm. task oriented. So I don't go, what? Yeah. You must be sensitive <laughs> yeah. because I'm right. walking around in an awareness yeah. of here's where I probably yes. will yeah. offend, you yeah. know? And so yeah. then no one has to make their case for me, you know? Yes. But I think keeping that humility also dovetails with Philippians 2 and especially yes. verse 3 where he says, you know, others' interests have to be more important than your yeah. own. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm asking myself, how does this love well? 
Okay, right. that will shape. Do I go up to somebody and say I've hated you for fifteen years? Yeah, yeah. because you cannot, you can't answer <laughs> right. the question. Yeah. This yeah. helps me love right. her well. Right. Because right. if I'm thinking about what is in her yeah. best interest, right. yeah. then this is a conversation I need to have with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know. Yeah. And sometimes He's going to say, "Go tell that person." Mm-hmm. And he, right. he He'll tell you to do that out of obedience. I've yeah. apologized to people <laughs> who were not offended, yes. right. and I'll be like, "I just need to say I'm so sorry for yeah. this." Right. And they're like, yeah. "I don't even remember what you're talking about." Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the Lord is like, "It wasn't for them. It's because you need to get in practice mode." Yeah. Sometimes people That's are looking so like, good. what are you apologizing for? Mm, yeah. right. Right. I'm just being obedient, just yeah. ignore me, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think when you're thinking about how does this, do I love God well with this? Do I love people well with this? Mm-hmm. That will shape. Mm-hmm. What do I say? Do yeah. I say anything? Yes. Right. And all of those things yeah. help yeah. to not let it just be words that come yes. out of your mouth, yes. but a, right. a posture of your heart yeah. that then determines the yeah. appropriate action based mm-hmm. on the guidance right. of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Culturally, we have this language. I'm just thinking about this now, but like, it's always kind of bugged me. I think I know what people mean when they say, what's your truth? What's your truth? But I'm like, how, like, then there's no apologizing. <laughs> It's what, what is my, it's truth? my truth? It's not like I actually, I'm submitted to a truth. Yeah, there's only one truth. <laughs> yeah. And his name is Jesus. It's my truth. I can do whatever I want to. I'll be very offended if I need to apologize. And the days when I, uh, so many days where I've fed on what I wouldn't say it because I know better. But if I'm thinking, this is my truth. Right. This is my truth. Right. Well, then I'm going to be jolted yeah. when it's like, right. oh, I'm wrong. I need to yeah. apologize. It's his truth. Right. And the confession, the like yes. apologies, all, it realigns me to, okay, um, the yes. obedience. Yes. What you say is true and I'm submitting underneath yes. it. Mm-hmm. And you're really saying my experience. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, my yeah. experience. Yeah, you call it truth. Yeah. But, it ha- but I do think the semantic matters. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Because I do think we start deluding yeah. ourselves into saying this mm-hmm. is this the truth. Is and I'm yeah. like, yeah. no, it's your perspective right. today. I think if the highest truth that we are, you know, answering to is our own truth, then who, who would have our experience? Who would have our context? Who would really understand and abide by every one of our truths, right? And it sets you up to be disappointed. It sets you up to have this your own little world that you're operating in. Chances are it's gonna get violated over and over and over and over again by somebody else's truth, right? And, and they're gonna feel the same way back. And the reality is it's really good news that there's a higher truth. It's really good news that there's God's truth um, because it means that I can come underneath something. I'm not my own God. I'm not creating you know, my own rules that I need to not only um, expect everyone to live by, but live by myself. It's too burdensome. Missy is in the throes of puberty. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm sorry pretty often because she's got a big button this mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Yeah. She has raging hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is such a sweet kid. I usually am the one if there's in between mm-hmm. me and my daughter. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 99.9% of the time, I really am the one who's somehow backed her in a corner and she doesn't feel like she has any way out. Mm-hmm. But I also have to know her truth, Mm -hmm. which would be her perspective this season, is she's just, she is a walking emotion. And so let me be real gentle because this is my daughter right now. She's got a big button. Explore more of the stories and inspiring content you love from Better Together on our YouTube channel, Better Together TV. Subscribe today and never miss a new upload. Can I ask y'all my question? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is not going to be super spiritual, but um, 
I I am so sick of when people text or phone and say, if I've offended you, and I, my counselor and (laughs) I have talked about this, so I just want to get some kind of input from the sisterhood. (laughs) Am I alone in feeling like that is a weak way out? Because if you're saying, if, can you just say, I I believe I've offended you mm-hmm. or I'm feeling insecure. Yeah, I did. I'm feeling yeah. like I've if you yeah. know it, say it, but yeah. if you yeah. aren't sure because it's manipulative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. I haven't so called them back fast I've enough. Yes. Or I didn't immediately mm-hmm. text because I was yeah. I don't know, in Africa yeah. and I didn't get your stupid <laughs> exactly. text. And it's not all about you, exactly. but I do not have a root of bitterness here. <laughs> but I get that you haven't responded to my calls a lot. Mm-hmm. If I've offended you and I want to go this is what offends me right here yeah. this text because yeah. yeah. it's mm-hmm. passive aggressive. This yeah. offends me, but you haven't right. offended mm-hmm. me. I wasn't even thinking about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So can we please talk about that? Well, so I can also <laughs> say like it actually ties back to the curse of unmet expectations. Yes. Yeah. It's because yes. that person's actually putting an expectation yeah, yeah. on you mm-hmm. and they're disappointed right. mm-hmm. that you haven't met it and that's their way. But I would so much so rather deal with yes. you disappointing hey, me. Exactly. Right. Like you haven't saying. called me in two weeks and I'd go, oh goodness gracious, I'm so sorry. Yeah. What, how hard is phone. it to say, I haven't heard from you. Right. Oh my gosh, I've missed you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what's going on? People you know? are not confrontational though. So recently I realized that I had offended someone. I couldn't have said what it was. Yeah. But there is, I mean, but I mean, there was yes. a distance. Right. There was a right. noticeable change. And they were not, they're just not confrontational. Right. And I was like, I need to mend the relationship because of scripture. <laughs> like I need right. to. And so even though I knew you shouldn't say if I've offended you, like, I was like, how am I even going to start this conversation? Because they're, right. they next 10 years, they would never say anything. Right. And so I just started by saying, I feel like there's distance here. You're very but important to me. But it was like hard. It was different. Yeah. It was still the oh, idea. Like no, they I mean, were that's, never. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's distance to me. Yeah. Honest. Instead yeah. Of, if I've I've but I still had to ask forgiveness for something I didn't <laughs> right. know what it was. But I, but I actually think that's an honorable way to approach yeah. it okay. is you're acknowledging something. This just comes from years of spending you. all my shoe money on therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say, I feel distance between us. Yeah. I bet I've done something. Yeah. yeah. That is different than yeah. okay. if I've offended you. Okay. Uh, aggressively. Let's just <laughs> say it. It just doesn't work. It just when doesn't I work. do it, it never works. When other people do it, it just, <laughs> yeah. it's not the way to have real relationship with right. anyone yeah. is to come right. at anything from a passive aggressive. And it feels. And you don't have to be confrontational. Yeah. No. But it's just a matter of how you express it. Right. When you try, it's false humility. A couple of years ago, I apologized to someone, um, and the person had, had hurt me really badly. And I apologized to them, and my motive was when I apologized for something really teeny, um, I expected them to apologize for this huge wound I had as a result of them. And when I apologized, this particular person basically said, took you long enough not only did not apologize back in response, but basically made it worse. They were, they were kind of arrogant. And I just afterwards kind of got tickled because it's like the Holy Spirit was going, I didn't tell you to do that. My motive was to convict them 
not to apologize. Um, the Holy Spirit's job is conviction. Um, that's not my job. That's not in my purview. I don't have that capacity to convict someone else. And so I'm still on the learning curve of apologizing, but, but I have learned, or at least I'm in the process of learning, to be as slow as possible to take offense. Most people aren't trying to hurt you. They're just having a bad day. Maybe their mother-in-law treated them like their son could have done better. Maybe their kids were misbehaving. Maybe they've gained weight and their spanks are killing them. Who knows why people are, are cross or rude or maybe disrespectful. Usually it's not about us. So give people a wide berth. Don't have such a big button to be offended. So I have tried to become one of those people who uh, I'm slow to take offense, but I wanna be really, really quick to forgive. I wanna almost trip over myself to forgive people, to believe the best in people, and it served me well in this latter half of my life. I'm, I'm not nearly as sensitive as I used to be. My buttons are smaller, and most people, most people if you give them the chance will be kind. If we're kind to them, usually you'll get some measure of kindness back. I had a, a friend do that. Well, not a, not a real true, true friend because we know better than that. We just call each other out. But this person did that. <laughs> and I work around a lot of people, especially in local church ministry. You're, you, you deal with people in passing a lot. Mm -hmm, and sure. so people will say, oh, I met you. Oh, Willie, when? What, 1982 at that conference after the right. third breakout? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> am, am I a lesser person because I don't remember that interaction? Right. And so um, I, I had somebody say, Hey, uh, did I do something to upset you? That was the whole, and I was like, and I knew what happened because I remember the interaction and the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. just gave me discernment. I was sitting yeah. somewhere and I saw that person in my peripheral waiting to talk and I did not cut short my conversation that I was having. I right. needed to finish that right. and they left and whatever. I hadn't seen them in a while. So I knew they were kind of hovering. They never reached <laughs> back out. So I was like, it's fine. We'll see. I'll see you when I see you. Mm. So this is like a week later. Did I do something to upset you? And I just said, no. Hope you're well. <laughs> I did, and I because I really and I and I wasn't I wasn't trying to be mean, but I was like, I love you, and we're gonna have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, to be honest, yeah. And I was yeah. like, no, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Okay, because I was just wondering. Yeah. That was the next right. message. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not respond because that was not a question. I was like, was like you're right. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. You asked me so then, yes or no question. Yes. I gave you so then finally night. she said, well, I saw you at such and such. You didn't speak right. to me. Oh, right. And I just called her. I said, number one, this is not a text conversation. Yeah. Right. Number two, right. I said, you're making an assumption about me mm -hmm. to to read into how you right. felt. You're, you're assuming the worst about me right. mm -hmm. to think that because I didn't speak or, or whatever the case that's may right. be, there must be something wrong. Yeah, I right. said, I'm interrupting you because you have to you have to say that again because I feel like it needs to be highlighted. <laughs> I agree. When you said it's not a text conversation, it's not a text I feel conversation. like that is really important yeah. for some people. Here, I hope my daughters are listening somewhere. <laughs> you text some, it, it gets yeah. lost in translation. Yeah, you, you can't yes. always. Determine feeling from it and soul from it. It's just like and it's not a text. Don't count. And people they try to do that, and you're like, and it's also because you can really misunderstand what right. somebody yes. means. Right. And, and so here's what happens: you're it's putting good. the work on me mm -hmm. to interpret yeah. your tone and your yes. meaning. And right, it, right. so the thing about it is, and I I knew this person. I discipled her many years ago, so I felt some liberty to to push the edge, and I right. knew what she was doing. So when I called her, she was like. Honey, you're gonna call. I said, Well, <laughs> you could have called, you know? Yeah. And so we talked about it, and I said, You know that your temperament and your wiring, your comfort or discomfort 
with conflict, mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's not an excuse to not love well. Mm -hmm. right. Some of us yeah. love to lean into a fight. Right. Some of us yeah. run away. Yep. But Philippians 2, 3 is the same for everybody. So I was like, whether it's, <laughs> it, sometimes it's hard for me to be quiet yeah. and it's hard for other people to initiate. But whatever it is, if I'm trying to be spirit led, I have That's to say, right. how do I love well? It's important to come from a sincere place, but I think um, it can be really difficult when you offer that apology quickly and the other person is like, oh, thank you. And they say nothing back. <laughs> you get nothing from them. Nothing like, I'm sorry too for my contribution to this. And a person just kind of thinks it was all your fault. That as a justice person, as a black and white justice girl, when somebody treats me like it's all my fault, it is so difficult to lay that down. And I'd like to say that I do it perfectly all the time. I don't. And then I have to end up apologizing all over again because I will have lost my temper or lost my cool. But I think that the more you put into practice, I'm gonna go ahead and keep a short account. I'm gonna apologize. And you can remember, okay, here's the thing. I'm not gonna stand before God and answer for whether or not that person extended me an apology. It takes the pressure off because all of a sudden you realize I'm actually not responsible for what they choose to do. I'm not responsible, but I am going to be held responsible for what I choose to do. And when you ask Holy Spirit, help me to keep that perspective. Help me to keep that perspective. I'm choosing that perspective today. I'm choosing that perspective in this moment. This person apologizing or not apologizing, my doing the right thing does not hinge on them doing the right thing. My doing the right thing hinges on my obedience to Christ. And when I choose to be obedient, and then all of a sudden you can kind of give grace and let it go. Um, and it, I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, but you can make that decision when you keep that perspective of, I'm actually not even doing this for the other person. I'm actually doing this because I'm being obedient to Christ. I'm being obedient to who He's asking me to be. And then you realize you're not actually answering to the other person and they're not answering to you. You're answering to Christ. And that perspective is always what helps me, you know, extend grace when the other person decides not to extend an apology to me. There has yes. been many times where I've had to pick up the phone and say something to someone that I didn't want to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Lord is like, this is how you love well. That's right. yes. And so I just think if we're really trying to love well, then we're open to however uh, apology and confession may yes. shape. And, and I'm going to close with this, y'all. John 21, after they'd had breakfast and Jesus and Peter on the beach going for like a stroll. I like beach, long walks on the beach. <laughs> and so uh, it says, Jesus says to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Mm. He said to him, feed my lamb. And then he said, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything and you know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Now, a whole lot of messages come out of that passage, right? Peter's denial and the sheep and love me more than these. But when I see this, especially in light of today's conversation, 
the Lord just showed me this in a new way. He said, every apology doesn't look the same. Mm -hmm. And Jesus was giving Peter an opportunity to apologize. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was until the third time where the scripture says his heart was grieved. Yeah. Because I think he said the words, you know, I love you. But mm -hmm. that third time yeah. he said, oh, my heart was grieved. Yeah. His heart was grieved. And then he said to him, Lord, you know. Yeah. And and I just think that as we're talking mm -hmm. about this idea of what it means to build relationships through reconciliation and apologizing, people are not going to always say the words, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're not going to always do yeah. it in a way that makes sense to you. Yeah. But God will show you their heart. And when their heart is grieved... Yeah. They either call to apologize about the dryer lint tray <laughs> or they yeah. say, Lord, you yeah. know, I love you or yeah. or or Callie or Julie or Lisa or Nat, yeah. you know, I love you. Mm -hmm. And they may not always recount everything they did wrong, right. but they say, you know, I love you. Yes. And then you can move forward with whatever God has for yeah. you. And so there's so much weight in that for us to initiate apology. And there's a lot of weight and grace to, in us to interpret apology. Yeah. Sometimes it's the person calling to make small talk. Sometimes they just say, let's go for coffee. I found your favorite, I found your favorite shoes. I found this TV show right. you'll like. And you need to let the Lord translate that for you. Yeah. Well, you should have said, no, that's, that's, the, that's what they're doing. <laughs> you know, give yeah. grace for that. And so this has been so enlightening for me, for the Lord to challenge me to not only have a humble heart, but to be able to perceive when others' hearts are humbled, wow. yeah. even if it's not the way that I would do it. So I want to pray for us. Yeah. That's great. Father, you are so good and you are the um, perfect example of humility. Jesus, the one who did not make it his business to let the world know that he was first and foremost God, but came as a humble servant, a washer of feet, a server of men, a healer of the broken. And you're also Savior and you're also King. As we think about Philippians 2, can we have this mind that we also have the humility of Jesus Christ? who was obedient even to the point of death, God, that if we keep a mind of humility, that we'd be open to apology and confession and reconciliation and all of the things that put us back in right relationship with people. Would you keep us open to that, God? Would you keep us from demanding the right justification or explanation? Would you keep us from writing off the feelings of others just because we don't understand it? Would you remind us, God, that we wake up every day and we disappoint because we're broken and human. But the spiritual power of the cross says that we are able to mend what's broken through our humility, through our confession. So make us comfortable with confession, God. Make us people who embrace apology and also people who are able to see the apology and the brokenness of others, even if it's not packaged the way that we would like. Would you just set us free, God? This is so critical to the unity of our friendships and the church. Would you just let this be a reality for us today? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.